Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Thursday, December 14th. There's no question that the holidays can be a stressful time financially. We get some advice on how to keep your head above water during this pricey time of year with financial guru Bruce Celery, CEO of Credit Canada. Next, are you feeling pressure to make sure Christmas is perfect? We discuss the negative emotional impact the holiday season can have for some with mental health advocate Karen Gallagher-Burt. And finally, are you still on the hunt for a unique gift for a special someone in your life? Not to worry, we've got you covered. We get some fabulous and fun gift suggestions from Danny Boom, trends expert from Showcase. 605, every month we have the opportunity to check in with financial guru. This time he's wearing a Santa hat. Bruce Celery, CEO of Credit Canada, to help get your finances on track. Now we're just 11 days to Christmas, and you might be feeling the financial pressure to make a memorable one for your family and friends. Well, Bruce joins us now with tips to keep us on track heading into the new year. How you doing? And ho, 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 Bruce. Ho, ho, ho. Remember that commercial, ho, 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 hold the payments? Hold yes. the payments, yes. I remember uh, that well. Yes, and I mean, you, technically it sounds inviting, but you're holding those payments and backloading them onto the next year or two, and then you're going to exactly. say, what have I done? Um, but it's yeah. interesting, because with just 11 days left, I'm thinking, is there any hope, or do I bury my head in the sand and say I'll deal with these credit cards when they come in in January? Well, you're probably going to be dealing with them when they come in in January. But if you haven't done the full shopping, maybe there is some restraint to be found. I'll give you one data-based motivation in terms of how this country is holding up. Yesterday, StatsCan released the household debt service ratio number. It came in at 15.2%. And basically what that means is that 15 cents of every after-tax dollar we earn is going to debt. This is the highest debt service ratio since they started collecting the data back in 1990. Should we celebrate? Yeah, Yeah, it's really worrying for me. Uh, The total mortgage interest payments up 90%. For anybody who's on a adjustable, they feel this every month. If you're on a variable, maybe your payment's not changing, but the amount going to interest is significantly higher, the amount going to principal significantly lower. So if we, I don't want to dampen the holiday spirit, but surely there is um, something in that that people can glean for themselves and say, wait a second, am I doing better or worse than that average? And what can I do in the short to medium term to try and right the ship? So that leads to the question, then, what can I do to right the ship? Like, if, if we are obviously that much in debt, we're, we're overspending for what we have. That's the basic bottom line, right? So what are we supposed to do? Christmas is here. We want to make sure our kids get a, a good holiday. Yeah, we want to make sure they have a good, good holiday. And I love the reference to amazing memories. Amazing memories do not come from spending, for the most part. So, yes, there is this, oh, my God, I can't believe I got this, insert name of gift here. But what people remember over the course of time is love. They remember experiences. They remember the magic. They remember tradition. And those things don't actually have to cost a whole heck of a lot of money. They really don't. So uh, why I measured in my um, words this time versus a couple weeks ago is a lot of people have made their decisions. They've booked their flights. They've got their plans. They're doing what they're doing. So I think we're now at the point in the holiday season when it comes to money is to say, all right, It's going to be January, and in January, we are going to need to make some significant changes because you do not want that debt on your credit card to still be there 
this time next year. And for a lot of people, that's the reality. They can get themselves into this debt. They, they dig themselves into this hole, and there's no plan to get out. So I think I would be two-headed at this point. I would say, on the one hand, you need to have the best vacation. It's going to be so great. Oh, my God. And at the same time, come January, we've got to make some pretty significant choices about how we spend our money to eradicate that credit card debt to zero. And whether you could do that by February, could you do that by April? I don't know. It's very personal in terms of your plan and your approach, but you need to eliminate that debt because that's a guaranteed return of 25%. There's no better return out there. Yeah, if you think it, you put it in such clear yeah. and concise terms that aren't exactly common to all of us, and I guess that's the, the sitting down and, and understanding how many bread and butter sandwiches. Well, no, butter's expensive. Yeah, how many no, bread sandwiches? You margarine. Want, yeah. yeah, margarine. margarine. Yeah. How many of those sandwiches you want to eat in January as your main staple? Uh, but is this something where we we can? Sit down with the kids and say, hey, kids, listen, there's going to be stuff under the tree, but only, you know, two or three presents instead of the four, five or six like maybe happened in previous years. Yeah, I think that for sure you can manage expectations. No parent likes to do that. Right. And a lot of parents uh, grew up in tough, tough times. And one of the ways they want to parent is to shield their kids from the restraints and the worry and the stress that they felt uh, in their childhood. I get it. And it doesn't necessarily do a service to the kid to shield them from the reality of the times that we're in. Now, I'm not talking, you know, to your three-year-old about, oh my God, how are we going to pay the mortgage? But to a 16-year-old who's doubling down on the latest and greatest uh, gaming console on their on their holiday list like yeah it's not going to happen and you're 16 now's time to get a job okay bruce i did it it's i'm in trouble I, i've spent too much at christmas it's now january about to roll over on the calendar is this a theoretical question or are you bearing your soul with me again Maybe a little bit of both. Help. A little bit of both. Good. What do, what, what do I do in January? How, how do I write this ship then? Yes. So the first thing is you do, you write it all down. So you're going to have a piece of paper. It could be a spreadsheet. It is the name of each uh, credit card or each debt. It is the total balance. It is the interest rate. And then it is the due date. Because the number one thing you have to do always is pay those minimum payments. So that's on a piece of paper. And then you've got two choices in terms of eradication, debt avalanche or debt snowball. So the avalanche is the highest rate. You've probably got a card, probably a store card, where the rate is like, 30%. And then you've got one, maybe it's a low rate card that's at nine. So debt avalanche is going after fiercely going after that card with a 30% interest rate. The debt snowball method is different. It focuses on the lowest balance. So maybe that low rate cards, you know, only got 500 bucks uh, on it and you could get rid of that in a month or two. You would focus on that. The difference is math versus mindset. So the math on the avalanche is better for you because you're going to pay less interest. But the mindset counts a ton for people to say, whew, I got one of those credit cards off my back. Now I can move on to the next one. It really depends on your temperament as to which approach you choose. Okay. Something I've done in the past, Bruce, and I'm just hoping that I get that offer uh, coming up any day now, is one of my credit cards will say, hey, 
and I'm not sure if it'll be as sweet as it has been in the past, transfer higher balances from higher credit cards uh, to this card for 0% for 12 months with a 2.2% yeah. or 2.5% transfer fee. Is is that a good deal if I know that I can move that balance before that 12 months or six months or whatever that period is? It's a great deal, but the reality is it, they offer that deal because most people don't. So hooray if you can take advantage of that. I don't actually advise it. And the reason is I don't think most people have the willpower. They just don't. Like yeah. they, they do it for that period of time. They save the interest, and that's great. But what happens is when we have available credit, often we will spend up to that limit. Mm -hmm. And that affects us in terms of you know the interest we pay. It also hits your credit score. So you want to keep that utilization below 30%. And um, if you start creeping up above that, then it has a negative effect on your credit score. So I think I take the long-term view here. And these balance transfers, debt consolidation in the short term can be super helpful. So hooray if you sort out that kind of tactical plan. But the more fundamental question is how do I live within my means over time? And if you have $1 chronically outstanding on a credit card, you are not living within your means. And it's really impossible to do in December. Like, how do yeah. you do it? But over the course of the year, you need to be living within your means. I wish I had a cheerier, we're going to have to end with some like amazing Christmas carol or like, I don't know, a contest or something, because I don't want to be a buzzkill in mid-December. But that's the reality. It's the law of gravity. Well, we're out of time, so you better start singing. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way to the bank to pay my credit card balance. Something like that, right? Awesome. You know what? It, that's just reality. And I think if we take anything away from what you just said, plan, make a plan either to get to where you need to spend to or a, a plan to get you out of where you're at, right? So think about it, plan. Don't bury your head in the sand, right? That's it. And we're going to talk in 2024. And yeah, we're we are. Super excited about all the ways we're going to get a better handle on our money. Love it. Thank you for helping us. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. To you as well. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bruce Sellery, CEO of Credit Canada. You can find him at uh, and his website, moolala.ca, or, of course, go to creditcanada.com. 7.17 on your Thursday morning, Christmas. Oh, it can be the most magical time of the year, especially when you're a kid. But there's a lot of pressure to make that magic a reality for your family, for your friends. Joining us to talk about the pressures and the stress of the holiday season is Karen Gallagher-Burt, our mental health advocate and social worker friend who joins us every two weeks to try and help make things a little bit better and just open up the conversation a bit more. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Okay, so pressure. There's a lot of pressure that comes with Christmas because we want our kids to be happy. We want them to get all the gifts that they want. And pressure comes along with all of that, right? 100%. And it's this, for parents, I think it's this place where they need to perform because they're not just doing the parent thing, but they're also doing the Santa thing. So they've got two obligations now to do. And most families want a big Santa present and then little presents and then the stocking. And by the time you add them up... You're broke. You're broke, yeah. honestly. And so it is highly stressful. And, and I think for many folks, it requires kind of an adjustment on what Christmas is supposed to be and giving yourself a little bit of a break. You asked me on the way in here this morning, am I ready for Christmas? And I said, heck no. Um, and, and that's okay. And you said, and I don't care. And I don't care. 
I don't Maybe care. We need to be more like you. you well, I, no, I don't recommend anyone be like me. Um, how, but however, what I do recommend is adjusting kind of your thinking. When I was a kid, it was always like you had certain traditions and routines. So we know we got pajamas and, and nightgowns and house coats for Christmas Eve. We knew we got a stocking. The stocking had tangerines or mandarins in it and nuts and things like that. I'm, I'm old. I'm That's dating old school, myself. Though. I like it. It is. Yeah. But you know what? It's the only time of year we got them. We lived in northern Alberta at that mm-hmm. time. It was great. But for my children, so having my two homegrowns and all the foster children, one of the things I learned is that if I spoiled those kids at Christmas, then when they went home, the likelihood of that being able to happen again changed. And I didn't want to be that different. So it was modifying Christmas and building it around experiences. And that's what we do now with our adults. You still get your pajamas on Christmas Eve. Sorry, kids, I spoiled it. Um, You still get your stocking, usually one nice present. And then we book something together as a family to do. Sometimes it's expensive, sometimes it's not. Um, And that's our commitment is that we'll spend time together as a family doing something that's fun uh, and no no phones, nothing else. We don't take any attention away from the, any of us. It's about us. Love that. Well, it's interesting because to a certain extent, it's a continuation. And I know that Christmas has been around a lot longer than memes and the Internet, obviously. But the FOMO that everybody else's traditions have to be mine. Yep. And I heard a great interview with John Mayer, a musician John Mayer, mm-hmm. of all people, who, who said he loves the holidays and he goes to holiday parties and wishes people a, a happy holiday. But he said, and I quote, that he does not have a Christmas tree in his house because it brings him sadness when he sees that tree, knowing that he's alone and doesn't have a family. I mean, yep. obviously, he could do some about that. He's super successful. But he just doesn't. He's uh, decided years ago not to put it up because I'd get home and I'd see this tree and it would be a symbol of what I don't have yeah. that other people have. Yeah. Do you hear things like that? I do. And actually, I don't have a tree. You don't? No. No, we made a conscious choice, like the effort of going into all the decorations and doing everything. So this year we said no lights on the house. We bought one of those plug-in things that shines stars on my house. Yep. I got to put mine up. That's my compromise with my husband. He said, I don't really, and I'm like, fine, I got something. But we chose not to do a tree. A few years back during the pandemic, our tree was pretty crappy. So we thought we'll do something else. Well, I had a giant stuffed Yoda with a Santa suit on. <laughs> that has become our Christmas. So instead of saying ho, 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 you know, we're looking at giant Yoda and going, there is no only do and and making it fun. well done <laughs> i like that though but i think it takes a little training right it's probably oh gosh, not yeah. easy the first year and but i think it's a smart thing to start training the kids as they get older that we don't need to spoil them they're not going to get spoiled with every little thing because let's face nope. it through the year most kids out there get the things they want. Do you know what? And even if you don't get all the things you want, it changes good so quickly. Too. Yeah. Right? I, I know when I was a kid, I remember my mother saying that um, your children will never remember how clean your house is. Yeah. But they'll remember when you sat down and played with them. Yeah. And it's the same with Christmas. Your children aren't going to remember that they got 10 things under the tree. They're going to remember the one or two things and that you sat down and played with them. One other quick trick, and that I've learned this over the years, is that most of the secondhand or thrift stores, things like that, they frequently, in the children's section, they'll have unopened games, like brand Ooh. new, still in packages. Mm. I was down in one of the south... Um, in the south part of the city, one of the Value Villages, and they had a ton of Christmas like games that you could do that they were still wrapped wow. like in, in plastic. Yeah. So, you know, be thinking about it. And then my other trick is consumables. We do a lot of consumables. I don't give my staff 
little tchotchkes that they have to keep forever. I give them a bottle of wine or I give mm-hmm. them a gift certificate to something. I don't want you to have to hold on to something material. I want you to have an experience. And it, it shifts for the kids when they start to look forward to every, you know, if it's snow on Christmas Day, we go tobogganing. We do. We make different traditions around events and around experiences versus things. Yeah. In the traditions, it sounds interesting because it's more fluid. It doesn't have to yep. be as. Re- and that's something you know. For example, if I'm decide to have a party or get an event together, the old me used to hassle people. Are you coming or not, Karen? Are you coming or not? How about the importance of, of sending the invite out once, understanding that people are busy, some might not mm-hmm. show up, but not demanding a, a reason because they might not be busy, but it might not be their jam to be no. at a Christmas event. I'm an outgoing person, but I really don't like big parties because I find them overwhelming, quite frankly, and I find I get too agitated. I think one of the big things around it is letting yourself choose choose what it's going to look like. In our family, my daughter's had a partner for 20 years. And so I chose 20 years ago to say, you guys, to tell me what you're doing with them. And then I'll take whatever's left. Now, there was a reason for it. I thought, well, then when, if there's ever babies, they owe me. Um, right now, <laughs> so right now it's about 20 Christmases. But, but the reality is... I want to decrease the stress for everyone involved. So this year we're eating dinner on Christmas Eve because that's what works. It doesn't have to be Christmas Day or Boxing Day or a certain thing. We just go with the flow. One dinner together. I have to make turkey. I'm not allowed to make anything else. And it's it doesn't matter what day it is. It's just as long as we get together. That's the important part. Go with the flow. I like that. We just we need to be less rigid and less. Oh, we've got to keep up with the Joneses and the kids yep. need 50 presents or they're going to hate us. That's just not the reality of it. No, it's not the reality. It's not fun. I remember the Nintendo in our house on Christmas Day. I made a something for the night before for the morning. We sat in our pajamas all day on Christmas Day. Four of us on Super Nintendo playing James Bond Goldeneye <laughs> and all and everybody day remembers long it. and we all remember it because we wore pajamas we didn't do anything fancy no fancy dinner we just hung out and had a fun absolutely hey I want to uh, you know we were spending time with Karen Gallagher Burt mental health advocate and social worker out of the distress center distresscenter.com crisis in chat at 403-266-HELP and I know sometimes hours with different businesses impacted during the holidays. What about the 266 help or 4357? Is that 24-7 through the holidays? 24-7 all through the holidays. Actually, it's funny because we all get into our conversations around, is it Happy Holidays? Is it Merry Christmas? Whatever it is. I'll tell you this, at the Distress Center, we don't care. We're there. And our and our staff and our volunteers that happen to be of another faith outside Christianity, they delightfully come out and then work on Christmas Eve, Christmas nice. Day, That's all nice. those. So, so if you want to drop off cookies, the volunteers will always take them. I love that idea. And make sure you've got that phone number put into your kids' and your grandkids' phones so they have it at the ready. 403-266-HELP distresscenter.com. Thank you, Karen. Have a wonderful holiday season with all the relaxed things and experiences you're going to have with yes. the family. I absolutely will. Thank you. You too. Love Both it. Of Thanks. You. Karen Gallagher-Burt, mental health advocate and social worker. What is the holiday hype? What's hot for Christmas? Let's get some great gift ideas from the Showcase Trends expert, Danny Boom. He knows all things Christmas. Good morning, Danny. How are you? Hey, Sue. Oh, of course I know all things Christmas because Showcase is the home of the hottest trends. Exactly. And and we're going to be telling you today about what Gen Z wants because we've done the research for everybody. So each of the items I'm going to be telling you about today, I've got 100 million views 
on Instagram, TikTok already. Wow. Okay. Yeah, these are big ticket items that you can find online and in-store when you shop at Showcase. You always have the coolest gift ideas. How do you source and where do you source your products from? Well, what we do is we have this amazing AI technology that literally scours and scans the internet. And then what we find out is, is like, what is really interesting? Like, what is really, really ticking um, a hashtag? So most of the items that we find are actually in the hashtag column or they've got the most views. And if obviously if something's got a view and it's a video and someone's seen it already or they've passed it around, have you seen this or where do I find that? We then um, basically put a flag on that and we find it and then we bring it into North America. I love it. Okay, I know you've got a huge list. We can't get to all of them. Pick some of your favorites for us and tell us what you got. Okay, I'll keep it really, really quick, quick and simple for you. The first thing you want to look for is the Cookies Makery. It is the go-to gift. This is the one that Arnie Schwarzenegger would have, like, in his movie, gone and, like, gone, <laughs> you know, decked the holes. He, was, he would literally rip apart the store to find, um, because this is what every little girl is looking for right now. The Cookies Makery, it's um, an oven that comes with its own little mixture. So it's like a kind of, uh, you add water into a bowl, you, you mix the mixture, and then it comes into a Play-Doh type form. You put it into the mold, you place it into the oven, you turn it, and in 90 seconds later, all of a sudden, it's baked you a um, beautifully scented plushie. And what? the great thing is, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And my little, my, my, I've got a four-year-old. She literally, uh, it sounded like I heard of dolphins coming through the, the room. Because she's like, um, So excited to see it happen. And it's like real, it's that one of those real magical Christmas things to happen. You get me? And um, the cool thing is there's six different plushies to collect. So if you've got one for all your friends and your families, that is, and if you can find it, that's the craziest thing is this is such a hot ticket item. We've got a few in store and online. But if you can find it anywhere, the Cookies Makery is the, one of the number one holiday gifts um, for kids. The other one that people are looking for, and this is really cute, it's called the Reborn Animals. Now, we had reborn babies uh, about two years ago and they were like the most lifelike uh, baby dolls I've ever seen and people were even online were like putting soundtracks in bags and people actually thinking they were real babies oh. being left in shop it was like a crazy fad that was going around so they then uh, started making baby animals and we've got the beautiful um, Poppy the pig she's uh, and so real lifelike it's, it's incredible and this is this is about what the whole um, thing of Gen Z is about unique cute and and the most important thing is unique let's let's focus on that when we go to unique we're going to also be looking at um stocking stuffers we've got these great um now socks are the most boring thing in the world to give people for a stocking stuffer or anything for a christmas present even if you've got the secret santa in your office but we've made it that little bit more cool so what we've got is we've got a range of socks um, that come in food packaging. And they've obviously, so if you've got a friend who loves cookies or someone who loves Asian food like ramen or they like um, spicy tuna rolls or something like that, we've got them actually in the packaging. So you think you're actually getting a packet of ramen noodles <laughs> or a, a tub of cookies, cream, ice cream, but the socks have actually come in the packaging. It looks really cool, really unique. Um, and then the big one for me, and I thought this was such a clever idea, was we have a wide selection of mystery boxes, from candy to slime to Pokemon to Hello Kitty. Um, we've got about, uh, I think it's at the last count, we have 
uh, eight to 12 uh, different varieties of mystery boxes and also advent calendars as well, which I can throw in there because they've got these amazing assortment of gifts within them that you don't know what you're going to get. So kids you, love that. Also, yeah, and if you don't know what the kids want, this sort of like ticks the box. Like, you know, you might have that nephew or niece or you might have that, uh, that go-to Christmas party that you go to every year and you don't really know what they like. That everybody loves slime and tactile fidgets and things like that. So these boxes come with um, between 12 and 14 different prizes in each box. Um, as I said, it's candy, it's fidget, it's socks, it's pickles. Pickles! Um, we've got slime. And the coolest thing about it all is, though, if you really want to make um, uh, an impact in people's stockings as well, you could either give the whole thing as a gift or you could break it up and then pop them into people's um, stockings as well or even re-gift them. Awesome. I, I love it. Really, really good little money saver there. That's yeah. fun. I, I see a lot of Squishmallows on the list of all the things that are being offered up at Showcase. They're still super hot, aren't they? They are the hottest because the great thing is that they're one of the best plushie collectibles out there. And so what you're doing is every year they keep coming out with a new, uh, a new, a new squad, as they call it, for the holidays. Um, they've got every character that you could imagine from uh, cookies to a Christmas tree to Mr. and Mrs. Claus to snowmen to reindeer. Everybody's going on with the, the Squishmallows. Also, the big one um, that's really held on tight and it's sort of like resurging is Hello Kitty. I, uh, really? you can, we, yeah, literally, Hello Kitty is everywhere. Backpacks, lunchboxes, uh, plushies. And the great thing about Hello Kitty, though, it's kind of like the coolest. Um, it's kind of retro. It's kind of unique. It's kind of adorable. And, it's, and it ticks everybody's, um, I always sort of like the pink pass. Anything pink and glittery and cute, mm-hmm. that is a real great go-to as well. It's fantastic. I mean, you've got from hamster slippers, not real hamsters, obviously, uh, to freeze-dried candy, Pokemon, and everything in between. It's all at Showcase. The website is shopatshowcase.com. Danny, again, you always bring us the coolest ideas for Christmas. Thank you so much, and happy holidays to you. And happy holidays to everybody out there. See you soon. Danny Boom, Showcase Trends Expert.